In order for shame to be rendered powerless in our lives, we must be witnessed. We must be seen. Your gifting is going to seem like things that are just very obvious. They're going to seem like, well, everybody can be this welcoming, but everybody can see that moment where I just saw it. It's going to feel like anybody could do it. And that's what makes it your gifting. Watch how people avoid the face of somebody in need or asking who makes you uncomfortable. Every one of those faces reveal God. We have to remember our past and recount the things that God has done for us. And then that gives us faith to keep going to where he wants us to be. Amen. Amen. He was walking. Amen. Oh, sweet Lord. <laughs> oh, Amen. My, my ears. Amen. No, no. This See is, the baby. This a- is not making it in. in the manger. No, this is not making it in. <laughs> For sure, no. Nope. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Incense Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Blaine. And... I'm for sure editing out your song. I feel like you're taking something away from people that they really need right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, margin and that little ice cream cone that we've been tempting our children with to do the diving board, and they just still won't do it. Anson's podcast, do the Snyder Cut. <laughs> they, exactly. My question is, do they still get the ice cream if I have to throw them off the diving board? Oh, I forgot that was an incentive yeah. to your kids. Yeah. How's that going? Not. <laughs> not well. It's not working. So I don't know. I'm open to more ideas out there, but yeah. Have you tried uh, pushing on the lever of public shame? I hear that's a good way to get people to do <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're writing that one real hard. <laughs> Comparison. That seems to be working great. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of other base parts of human nature, I'm training a dog right now. Yeah. And it goes quicker than training a human, I've heard. But uses many of the same principles in a way that's kind of embarrassing. Hmm. And I read a number of training books. Oh. I actually, and I asked Luke for the one that he recommended because he recently trained a dog and it seems like it doesn't bite children or run away. <laughs> yeah. My two pretty big low goals. Bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the limbo bar. I think just go over it. I think anybody that's listened to at least four episodes by now is not at all surprised that you went to the library and came back with stacks and scrolls when it came time to oh, train your dog. There were no scrolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have sure? been awesome. And if you've read parenting books, you'll know that there's a little bit of a change over the course of the 20th century from be super intense and militaristic to attachment love is the core of identity formation. Focus on your deep bond. Turns out that this is also true with animals that are capable of sharing human emotions, like dogs. And cats, not so much. Cats, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you stick a cat in an MRI machine, see what happens. Anyway, so reading this book, and it's like, so you know, what you really want with an animal that you're whose behavior you're trying to influence is you want a really strong bond. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? I totally know this is where this is going. Now you're going to tell me that bonding is formed out of play. It's formed out of who feeds you. Uh, it's formed out of feelings of safety. And went, yep, that's the same thing. Same as for dogs as for humans and positive reinforcement training and everything. 
and just exposed again how much of my parenting on a, on a day to day basis is just triage. Like, yeah. it's not so much I like character formation as don't break the system. Ugh. And if I have time, I'll work on reinforcing positive things. Uh, this isn't a parenting episode, but right, like this was my day yesterday. Just it was one of those days where Susie and I were going. Like like a rock skipping across a pond. And I'm not very good at that. So we made it all of like three splashes before we sink, much like it would happen if I actually literally threw a rock. But it, the kids were asking to be played with and we kind of we would try we'd start to, but then have to like pivot to a task and you could just like watch their disappointment after disappointment after disappointment of like, how about over here? We'll do this thing and like, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, oh sorry, I gotta go do this. And oh, in the backyard, can you make us a fort? Well, actually it's, it's kind of getting late now, so you need to clean up all the stuff you made out here before realizing what you were hoping for. And sorry I didn't interact with you very much, but um stop hitting your sister. <laughs> yeah. Good oh, night. so you were at my house yesterday. Good, good night. <laughs> Go to bed. And ah, let's just wind up the clock and do this again tomorrow. <laughs> this is great. Now I just need a picture for social media that really encapsulates like what a joy it is to be together as a family. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. And uh, it was a rock skipping across a pond. Yeah. Not a, not a parent doing a great job with attachment. <laughs> I want to have a conversation about the amount of effort that this season is requiring in a unique way. You know, we've talked a little bit in past episodes about, wow, uh, it's taking a lot of work to stay at waterline right now. Mm -hmm. I think there's an interesting flip side going on in the lives of many of my friends, many of the young guys I talk to. I think that broadly right now, uh, the season that the Friends of Jesus are in, on the earth is one of preparation. And that might look like a deep dive into inner healing. That might look like a rest phase. That might look like building resiliency. That might look like moving towards a dream, but it's all informed by the theme of deeper alignment with Jesus. So I've seen quite a few people, yourself included, who have actually, myself included, been invited by God, uh, been given a way to move toward a dream, and it is requiring everything from them. Mm -hmm. Mike, I know you're out there, friend of ours, follower uh, of this podcast, has left his house, left his job, left one form of stable income in response to a real dream, move states, taken up a new trade, learn to live with the pay cut, and things are better for his family. And it's extremely intense. Mm -hmm. I think of our friend John Mark, who's deep into the process of also starting a new business, working on a project. You know, he's interacting with people in the century all over the country. Mm -hmm. And it is requiring freaking everything. Mm -hmm. And then I think I could keep pointing around our friend Richard asked me recently, do you think it's the people that I know? Do you think it's the age that we are? Do you think that there's some lurking variable? Because it seems like maybe I know a bunch of entrepreneurial people. It, I highly doubt Richard used the phrase lurking variable, but go ahead. He it was implied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Blainism, I think. But keep going. <gasps> 
He just went, is there some other story that explains what I'm seeing? Yeah. And <laughs> the answer that came out in our conversation was, sure, but no. Yes, a little, mm. but what you think you're seeing is what you're seeing. And there's something in us that is resistant to believing that the world that our friends really are in a widespread season of really high levels of effort, mm-hmm. often situated around a dream or not, uh, but went, no, Richard, it's not just that you have a bunch of friends who are entrepreneurs. It's not just that many of your friends are in their early 30s and that's a time when some people transition careers or start businesses or something. Those are certainly contributing factors. Yeah. But that's not what's happening here. What seems to be happening here uh, is a season of preparation for the friends of Jesus. Uh, and one of the forms of that alongside inner healing and reinterpreting people's stories is a lot of effort moving towards a dream. Hmm. I like this way of looking at it. I haven't really considered it in this vein because I think what you're naming about all these people who are pursuing dreams and chasing after a new chapter, there's a level of of feeling maxed, I think, that you were you were alluding to earlier. And I think that actually goes across the board whether someone's chasing after a dream or not. I mean, that's something that we've we've been wrestling with and trying to understand and untangle for the last year and a half since the world began shutting down and then through the the podcast we did on feeling in the middle of thing like this, there's this constant pulling and taking shots and information age. Like you just, there's so many different threads. I feel like that you could chase trying to figure out like what's the root cause, what's the root symptom of, you know, you feel like, you are going full bore right now, but all you're doing is normal life. And you can even hear like the little bit of laugh in there. It's starting to come out in normal life. Cause like, what, what is normal life anymore? I don't actually know. It's all been like turned upside down and it's on its head and I'm just doing triage. Like, ugh. yeah. And yet in the midst of that, I think, I think many things do become a dream, whether it's the vacation that you had to really fight for or the health in your marriage you're having to fight for. Or, I mean, there's a lot of single guys listening and there's a lot of pain and angst and unmet desire and desires that are future oriented. And and so it might not be that you're the guy who's off doing the entrepreneurial thing, or but there's, there is a feeling in the air, I would say, as I look around going like, man, why are we all jumping after these things that felt risky or impossible or fill in the blank because that's going to be super specific to each person. And I, I would say that I'm also doing that. And and yes, I'm feeling maxed as I was saying earlier about, it's not a parenting episode, but I know what I felt like last night where I'm maxed and I'm just kind of going, um, I am going from task to task because I feel like I'm just, that's what I've, that's what I've got. I don't know how many cylinders that, that equates to, but it doesn't feel like all of them. Yes. Uh, this is an important dimension or transition to name because 
at first it was the world is in chaos. I'm really hurting. I have a diminished capacity and that's making life more difficult. Then it was that's still true and yet life is becoming more difficult in the times that we are mm-hmm. being given to live in. Then it was, you really do need a recovery plan. It was, you need to learn to restore your soul. I think uh, many of us have detected a shift, which is, yes, and God is up to something where he's not trying to burn you out. He's not unsympathetic to how hard the past year has been. And... He seems to be inviting many of the people that I know to keep going, maybe in a new direction, to learn, I think, a number of important lessons and skills. Mm. So we finally get around to the thing that we wanted to talk about. Oh, no, we all want to, we want to talk about all of the things so far. Which is, I've wondered a lot recently how the gospel affects the story of hard work and resiliency. Yeah. Because the world does have a story. It tells you what to do in a time like this one. And that story is be Dwayne Johnson or Jocko Willink or Mm. Will Smith. But I think that there's there's an interesting fascination with Dwayne Johnson as the poster child of hard work in the world. Mm -hmm. The story of the world is, hey, when you're in a season like this one, buckle down, do not stop, do not quit, keep going, and you will win. Mm -hmm. Hard work is your bottom line. Mm -hmm. And while there are a lot of parts of that that are important to learn, I remember years ago writing on the board a podcast idea of how to like work and went, how does someone learn the skills that compose the thing that is working hard? Because there must be related skills, and there are. Yeah. But at the same time, feeling really dissatisfied with a story that's like, just keep going. Go. Grind. Don't stop. Right. Because that has felt like a contrast to come to me, you who are weary, and I will give you rest, to the gospel is the gift of God to the heart of the Father is to walk with you uh, and to not give you a stone when you have asked for bread. So they've really felt like poles in my mind. Yeah. And I think we've been given the narrative, I would I would add on top of that for the last year of like the solution to the isolation and the added pressure and the the mental fragility of being put in isolation chambers for a year and a half is just get through it, which I I think that would be a poor reduction maybe of like the, the hard work conversation because there's like a, there's a place for that. They have to like exist and coexist with care because I can think about looking back at Sam at 22 going, Oh, there's like a good amount of suffering coming your way. And you don't actually know your capacity to handle suffering. And so right now, you withdraw your hand from a heat that will eventually not bother you. 
And that isn't that you've now become so desensitized to keep at that analogy that you're doing harm. But there was there was just there were some miles to be put in. There there was an understanding of like, I know this, I know this seems tough. And I want to kindly encourage past Sam to press in and and to be okay with trying to find really where those limits are of suffering and of hard work. And the booby trap of that, I think what you're alluding to is that isn't the same thing as resiliency. That isn't the same thing as care. That isn't the same thing as what's presented in the gospel that has the the nuances and the, this whole other category of being provided for because you get you get stuck in this cycle of like, I just, I'm the hamster on the hamster wheel. And if the hamster wheel stops spinning, everybody dies. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's a horrible understanding of work and being capable of handling difficulty. Yes. Nail on the head. Exactly. It's a really big booby trap. And there are a lot of ways to fall into it. But it's the without God will either fail miserably or succeed much more miserably. Uh, the booby trap around work harder, don't give up, is that if you succeed, you risk becoming a total tool. And the booby trap is that you're never let off the motive hook. Mm. Or the other thing about hard work is that it's easy to ignore the incredible things that we really are responsible for. Mm. So, you know, a friend asked me about Jocko Willink. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I like Jocko. How does this fit in? How does this thing of uh, willpower and discipline fit in to a life with God? Yeah. And what emerged in our conversation was, well, listen, everyone is asking, how do you change human beings? And what people like Jocko have noticed is that the will, developing a very strong will, is very important on the road to character transformation. And it's a step that many of us uh, either skip or never get, mm-hmm. but going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not sufficient. Right. Because it's like, I got up, I exercised, I made my kids breakfast, I, and then it was like, yeah, but wait, hang on, stop. Before you go into the next thing, when you made your kids breakfast, uh, did you stop and let the schedule like tweak a little bit so that you could ask your wife who was having a hard morning some questions mm-hmm. and go, well, no, because that's not part of the schedule and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's what you're really supposed to be doing. Right. And I also go, developing the will is important on the way to becoming loving people who actually want to do uh, intense, sacrificial, loving, crazy things most of the time. And so if you stop at like, well, I get up and I work hard and I go to work and I don't stop and then I come home and I eat, I go, okay, but see, what you're missing here is the heart. Jocko keeps coming up. You, we need to like, we're going like, to have a whiteboard in here of like things you're, we're not allowed to talk about anymore, things that we've touched on too else much. What is going to be up there? <laughs> Just him, I think, okay. at the moment. And Sam being self-deprecating. Um, so it's, I think also most of the things that really come up are things that I have like. Just 
real crushes on. I, it's either like intense aversion or I like them. Okay, Jocko, I do him, like. Reach out to us because it's about time we just you know send him a thank you note. Um, I think something that folks in that category touch into, I, I would put like most motivational speakers, folks who are successful entrepreneurs and um, or at least project that image, you know, the Casey Neistats of YouTube. They, I think they're keying in on that is an area of legit weakness. That is an area that like most people don't come into this world with a robust sense of this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. I'm willing to put in hard work. I'm willing to have the sense of discipline. And we've touched on this a ton when we've talked about like, okay, you're trying to build a new habit. You're trying to build a new framework. I just uh, was able to connect with a guy who I think maybe – Okay, you're, I know that you listen, so forgive me that I'm gonna like not do you service here. But I think that you were maybe like this before listening to Ann Sons, or maybe you take my advice more seriously than I do. Both of which could be true. But it was interesting to meet somebody who I'm like, you actually do. You've built the framework around. I get up early. I do this so that I can have something to offer my family. I I have like tried to create create like the the framework around my world. We've talked about habits before, right? Of like, how do you, how do you implement something new that's life-giving and maintain it? And we sort of have boiled down to, well, the research says you have to always keep choosing it. And that's where I think this category of, of discipline is massive. Like you, you have to be able to cultivate that. And that's a legit human weakness. Yes. Discipline. Discipline's a bummer. Let's be honest, you know, like go to the pool party and you, you've not been drinking and you've done a successful job of that. But like, here's everybody and here's the grill and here's the cooler and sure, like, what the heck? Are you talking about that party that happened a few days ago? No, a different <laughs> the one. It was, party. A, it was a yeah, rager. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I like, why not have a beer there? And all of a sudden, like, discipline is really, I don't, I don't want to belittle it because it is so, 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 so important. And I can also see us falling off the other side as i'm as i'm walking in this direction of of self-care and therapy like i think i think from the outside we can look at it and go oh man like yeah that's the you have to coddle and be okay and be really squishy and, and be and have this like oh i'm not expecting anything out of you for this season because you're in a season of self-care and I think I think we go like, oh wow, like what a what a sentence, like what a that sounds so kind. I actually think that's incredibly unkind to go. I expect nothing out of you for this season because you're just too broken to be able to do anything. You're like, well, no, I, actually, I think when we are given a vacuum, we become vacuous, and rather than Ooh. I don't think we have the ability to fill it as human beings. I think we are like need parameters need boundaries and then we can actually walk in and fill them yes what you're identifying what we're driving towards is life without discipline is a nightmare but discipline in itself is not capable of creating the kind of mature loving transformed person yeah that god is after right Discipline on its own actually sounds very brittle. Like it, it doesn't have that space you were naming in the kitchen to like to breathe and create space for the fact that human beings are dynamic and might need a conversation where you didn't have room in your schedule for one. Yes. But this is one of the things that I think is interesting. 
is that God, we know that ultimately Jesus is looking for teammates, uh, partners Mm. who will be a part of creating a wild future that will be very hard to create together. Mm. It will have, I'm telling you, eternity is going to have a huge dimension of try again. Let's try again. Because the world that God is after, that comes out of collaboration over time, takes some real, real wrangling. And, you know, we, we can talk about this in terms of the Eden ideal and the Eden edict and the take the whole world and make it fruitful like this, but how there's no instruction manual that's given in terms of how to do that. And it's very hard. And that difficulty is meant to require everything from us and yet still be enjoyable when we do it with God. And I have found, what I'm so interested in in this season is that uh, if you had asked me six months ago, two years ago, like, hey, uh, Blaine, does the season requiring a lot from you mean that you don't have the favor of God? I would have been like, of course not. But when I'm living a season where the things that I want feel like they're extremely hard to get, I am realizing that I have this internal pull, a set of, a set of pulls in my head that are like, I can always find someone for whom it looks easier. Mm-hmm. And that means that they have the favor of God because God is giving it to them. Yeah. When because I have supposed to, to be as easy. Right. Where <laughs> it's embarrassing, right? But yeah, like we're in this moving season. I've we've just moved out of town. And I've seen a number of people move in the last year. And when I'm not inside their story, when I'm looking at it, it really can seem to me like wow, and you got a great deal on the house or you found a spot and someone was able to introduce you. Like when I was able to introduce my friend to a person in our neighborhood who sold them her house off market, I was like, see, that story is the story that I wanted. Like Mm -hmm. God gave you the gift that I wanted. And I can look at, you know, the move that we are in, like nothing is withheld. It has required and is requiring everything. It wasn't like, well, maybe let's let's just do that story. You know, hey, I tossed out a lowball offer and they took it. Praise God. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm like, I had to scrape and find every single penny, like garage sale and otherwise. And had to create the katana version of the budget and had to call and negotiate and wrangle and this and that. Like, it took everything mm. uh, to do this move. Like, don't hold anything back. And as Jesus is, and I've been interacting on this, he's been like, don't hold anything back because you have my favor. Mm. Uh, it's just really, conf- um, I don't know, exposing to me right now. Uh, that It's like, oh, yeah, because you want a teammate who is ready to go into this with you. And I, I can feel the, the danger in myself that when 
life starts to require more, what feels like the solution uh, or the only way to survive a really hard work season is to shut down parts of my heart, shut down some emotions because there's just not time for them. Hmm. But the ironic thing is, is that when I do that, I shut down the areas where I would experience God being with me in a season that is deeply exhausting. Okay, guys, I think this is going to be a two-part episode. So this feels like a really good place to leave you with expectancy and maybe some resonance with the Blaine and I have been naming of things that we've been wanting, things that we've been moving towards, things that we might have been shutting down, and a place that we actually want to be, this, this resiliency and this walking with Jesus. So we'll catch you guys for part two next week as Blaine and I unpack more of how we are learning to cultivate this very thing that we're wanting in this season. Mm-hmm.